I'm so tempted to sing like another four or five Yantav Deka Nagunim. You know, yesterday, I was yesterday, you know, yesterday in Shachris, I was in Zayit Ranan, and uh, when I went up to Dochen, so it's, yeah, you know, the Chazm was saying the Chol Achaim. No, you're saying, Atav ki lo chalar achmech, menachem ki lesam chasadechem, enak ma'al kulam yispanach misam yisnas, yashim chamakenu toyed ayin lamdoyed. And I almost, I, I think I started, uchs, and then I, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the tile, I wonder who heard me besides like Mordechai uh, Weiss maybe, but no, we have this like, this is a very, you know, we're, we're, it's what we're going to be talking about right now. You know, Rosh Hashanah Kippur is still very much part of the, the moment right now. Oh, I didn't even give these out yet. Um, but I wanted to address basically more or less, I think the obvious, if you could pass these out, Chavim, thank you so much. I want to address the obvious, and the obvious is that um, these are days of of very, very uh, delicate, delicate, delicate energy. Wait, first of all, I want to thank the sponsor. Continue to full shleima. Thank you so much, for many more years. Should feel strong and healthy, David Yeshua. We're also continuing to learn. Therefore, Shlema B'Shem Kol Yisrael, we're going to continue to learn with for Yehudit Batsara, and she could have a, she should have a Shlema, a complete healing Bezrat Hashem Yitbarach, B'Toch Shara Kol Yisrael. Okay, so this is this is uh, what I wanted to to address. We're going to take a break from from the sefer we've been doing because this Shabbos is a very, like I said, I think the the, the best word I could find would be the word delicate, and it it goes back to a din that we learn regarding mikvah. We were learning this with, in the women's shir, as a hachana for Yom Kippur. But you know, when you're in a mikvah, when is the din of tahara chal on you? Like, when are you considered tahar? When you come out, not when you're in. The chalois sounds, I know it sounds very lumdish right now, I'm not trying to make it too lumdish, but the chalos, meaning the, I don't know what's the right word of the, I would just say chalos and... The effectiveness, effectiveness, yeah, effectiveness of tahara is not when you're in the water. It's when you come out of the water. That the din, that the shame, tahar, is applicable to you. So, what, you know, Yom Kippur is a mikvah. And the, the tahara is when you come out of the water. And we were learning a piece that, that no, one is, no one is supposed to live in, in water. Well, you can't. <laughs> There's no Indian. Even a Yid, as much as we'd say, oh, I would love to live Yom Kippur all year long, you wouldn't after two or three days. But there is something in there that, make, that ha- we have this, this, this like, beautiful memory of the last, especially the Chavah. I just want to thank the Chavah that were here on, on Yom Kippur. So it, was a, it was family business. It was like ridiculous. And I, just, and I hope wherever anyone was, it was, it was just, I'm, I'm sure it was a mikvah. Wherever you were... But the, now, we're, now we're coming out. And these days that we're in right now, we come out, can open the door for some of the most intense and most disappointing moments in our life as well. Because if you're going to compare anything to the way you were when you're in the water, you're already out of the ballgame. Pashut mode. So these days are very sensitive days. And I wanted to see something that's a yesod by both Reb Tzadok and the Slonimer, but to see how, how the Kayan takes it to another place. And it's a piece... The Cohen's piece, Rev, Rev Cook's piece that we're going to see today, it really makes us feel um, aligned 
with 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 this man, this man right now, these days right now, which are like, you know, obviously the word is, these are days that are not really from the chesh avonos. These are days that are, they're free of something, but they're there to for the for the for kind of like the soul and the body to re meet in a certain way, and that it shouldn't be too intense. It's going to be intense anyway, but we're going to try to make it as smooth as possible. This rejoining of the nefesh ruch, basically the yechida, which is where we met in the ila, coming back to the guf, and that's a very, that's a very deep thing, and it's a very important avoda, very important avoda. I could tell you personally, yesterday it was I was talking about it with Chaim before. Yesterday was, it was such a, it was such a bizarre day. It was such a difficult day, and. Even though I told myself already, Motzayim Kippur, tomorrow expect weirdness. Even if you're going to be filling it with mitzvahs of Dalad Minim and Sukkot, expect weirdness. With all the hachanas of expect weirdness, it was is like okay, it wasn't weird. It was ugh. it wasn't even like weird. Is like huh. this was like ugh. It was like a, ugh, I don't know what it was exactly. I woke up this morning, my my Helge Nachman. My Nachman is 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 like you know Chasidim Rishonim Hayu Shaim Sha Achas Lifnei, right? So Nates is whatever an hour before Nates Nachman's already ready to go, and I knew I, even today it's gonna be. But at least I mean I, I'm with I'm with the brothers, so it's already like okay, we're on this together. Unless I'm the only person in this room right now that can relate to what I said until now, but I don't think so. So I want you to look at the first piece. Now this piece from Reb Tzadok is actually about Shabbos Shuva, but because this is a Hanal Shabbos here, and obviously this is going to tie in a lot of the inyanim we've been learning for the last for the last few months, the effective the effectivity uh, Reb David effect, effectiveness sorry effectiveness what what Shabbos is doing to us on all levels is is every Shabbos, but specifically this is a piece Reb Tzadok says about Shabbos Shuva, and I Dafka wanted to say this. Because of the following piece. But first, let's look at the words of the Kayan of Lublin. Reb Tzadok says like this, Bechol Shabbos mufia his orerus tshuva belev ha'adam. Every Shabbos, every Shabbos brings a his orerus of tshuva in the heart of man. Ubiyichud b'Shabbos, he said specifically the first Shabbos of the year, last Shabbos, Shua Shabbos harishon shalabriya. Right? Rosh Hashanah was, what day of the Bria was Rosh Hashanah? We learned this. Six. Six. It was Yom Shishi. So Shabbos Shuvah, whenever that happens, is the first Shabbos of after, after Bria Sa'adam, right? This, this last year didn't come up to be Friday then Shabbos, but whatever it is, the first Shabbos of the year has, of course, some kind of Yisairus Belev. That's why one of the reasons why the, Shab, the first Shabbos of the year is called Shabbos Tshuva, and he goes into a whole thing of Adam Arishon experiencing Tshuva for the first time, a, ma, a human being experienced Tshuva. It was right then, by Erev Shabbos. So every single, every single Friday night, we have an awakening in our hearts of, it's so beautiful to want to be better, and it's so beautiful to feel like I'm better. Every Shabbos, the headquarters of that is the first Shabbos of the year. But there's an ikud I want to get to in this piece. Look inside, the end of the second line. Right? 
מן ראש השנה עד יום כיפר. שבס, when we get our Shabbos on, what is it basically affecting? What Reb Tzadik just said right now. It's so powerful, so it's also backwards. It, it affects, it like elevates whatever was previously in the week, and it also affects what's going to be. So the first Shabbos of the year means that it contains within it the Kedusha, this is Reb Tzadik's Chiddush, Tamale Rosh Hashanah, which is crazy, and to also set up the stage in Male, what was going to be after the first Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur. And he bases it on the following beautiful thing. So we say every Friday night, Shamar v'Zachar b'Dibur Echad. What is that referring to? Shamar v'Zachar. Anyone know? The, the two different Dibras, Yisro and Vayishchanan. Right? Zachar and Shamar. Shamar and Zachar. So when it says... Through the Kedusha of remembering Shabbos, through this word of Zachar, is remember the Shabbos. I remember what I, remembering has to do with the past, so I take the past and I lift it up. And through the Kedusha of the word Shamar, to guard, that means for the future, Zachar, is about what was. Shamor is about preparing for what will be. So I take the past, lift it up. I take the future, I lift it up. Boom. Shabbos. Therefore we understand how Shabbos is not the end of the week or the beginning of the week. Shabbos is the emtza of the week, Kivyachal. Shabbos is the emtza because it's affecting the back and the forward. Okay. Now if he said that about Shabbos Shuva, you could imagine what, what's going to happen now with this Shabbos that we're in right now. Because we have the same concept. What was behind us? Yom Kippur. How does one elevate Yom Kippur? And how does one elevate Kivyochol Sukkis? So look at these beautiful words by the Nesiv Shaman. This is just gorgeous words. Shabbos Kodesh, second, so it's Shabbos Kodesh Zu. Shebein Yom HaKippurim Lechag Sukkos, Kedushas HaGvoa Me'od, this holiness of the Shabbos that we're going in right now is not, people like to call it the, the, the Shab, the bridge Shabbos. I hate that. It's not a nice thing to say about Shabbos. Shabbos is not a bridge. It's like, well, we have to get through, you know, we need, we need a breather before Sukkot. You crazy? Chas v'shon. It's not a breather before Sukkot. This Kedusha of this Shabbos that we're going into right now, it's such a gavoha. It's a very high Kedusha of this Shabbos. What is he referring to? B'Shabbos Kodesh yeshtei b'chinos. Bechinas Yom Hashvi, u'bechinas Shabbos. So Shabbos is the seventh day, and it's also the bechina of, it's its day on its own, Shabbos. Bechinas Yom Hashvi, when I say Shabbos is the seventh day, mityacheset v'nivnet mi'sheshet emim shel Shavua Shavar. When I refer to Shabbos as Yom Hashvi, then what am I basically doing? What am I saying? This is the seventh day after, after a whole week, nachon? So it's the seventh day after a whole week. Im b'shavua shavar haya bochag nimsheches kedushaso gam b'yom hashvi. If the last week was a chag in it, its kedusha continues unto the seventh day. Nachon. V'arei shabbos she'acharei yom kippur he od bechinas yom kippur. Are you saying the shabbos that's after yom kippur is like is like more bechina of yom kippur? Why? Again. Pay attention, because Yom HaShvi is in, is in regards to what was. 
the seventh day of what and what happened on the in this case it would be what is it the fourth right the fourth day in the row of seven there was Yom Kippur so he's saying every time that it ends that seventh has kalul in it what the fourth was and he brings it up similar to Rabbi Tzadok Akkad is saying Fourth line, You still have what was. And you also have Shabbos that's Shayach to the week that's about to come. It's basically, they're basically saying Kimat the same exact thing. And every Shabbos, creation renews itself for the six days that are coming. Since this Shabbos has within it also Yom Kippur, and try to remember, Chavra, try to remember what it felt like coming to Shul Kol Nidre. Try to remember what it felt like on Tet, on, on Tet Tishrei. Try to remember the Regesh Alev. Try to remember what it was like going to the Mikvah Erev Yom Kippur. Try to remember certain moments of vidui. Try to remember certain moments of, of screaming Hashem Hu Elokim, what it was feeling like inside. That's still here this Shabbos, but what's also here is Man Simchaseinu. Right? You know, whenever you say Simchaseinu, a chassid walks into the room. You ever notice that? Harei, shehi ha-Shabbos ha-Kedosha b'Yosei Bashana. So this is the whole, he, listen to these words. The Slonimer says, this is the holiest Shabbos of the year, he just said. Now listen, he's not, the Slonimer, is, it wasn't someone that was like, you know, everyone, will, you know, 30 people walk into a room, oh, you're the holiest. He didn't mince his way. His words were very exact, the Slonimer Rebbe. He's not saying this about any other Shabbos. This is the holiest Shabbos of the year. This is the holiest Shabbos of the year. He's saying the Shabbos between Yom Kippur and Sukkot is the holiest Shabbos of the year. Because two of these, both of these holinesses are both included in this Shabbos. So now, why is it such an intense, why is it also such a sensitive and delicate Shabbos? Because what we're trying to do is to make peace between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. We're trying to make Shalom between these two Bechinas. You could say, it's interesting. I wonder if Reb Tzadok would, would have seen the Slonimer if he would be cholik on him. Or if the, I'm sure the Slonimer saw Reb Tzadok because it seems that Reb Tzadok was saying exactly what we're saying but about Rosh Hashanah, about Shabbat Shuvah. But I think that Rav Kook will help us understand why this Shabbos, more than any other Shabbos of the year, is a very sensitive thing. You'll see, if you haven't seen already, that Hevle Olam Hazeh, not even Hevle Olam Hazeh, that means vanities of this world, even Dvarim Shebikdusha, but that have to do with Olam Hazeh stuff, if you don't feel like it's coming on right, you get agitated much faster. If you're amongst people and you hear them say something not nice, so you, you start to either judge them more harsh, or you start wondering, like the Baal Shem Tov's Hashem Tzilcha, you start wondering, wow, what, I must be really, really messed up if I could be a person that hears Dvarim Betelim or Lashon Hara, right after Yom Kippur. And you start to screen yourself much more harshly. And therefore, it's because we don't really know how to make, we don't know how to make Shalom. You know what it says, this beautiful thing. 
It says that when the Kohen Gadol, everyone talks about Emes Maneda Haya Kohen Gadol Betzeisam Ibeis Kodesh Yakodashim. But then it says the Mishnah says, you know, the Yom Tov Haya Osel, right? But it says Yer Chaver or two Chaverim Melavim Osel Ad Beisam. The Kohen Gadol had had people escorting him, going home after he came out of the Kodesh Kodashim. The Bedichev has a beautiful Torah. He says, you know, the highest type of friend is not the one that knows how to fly with you. Knows how to be in the mikvah with you. The highest type of friend, the best type of friend, is someone that also knows how to reintroduce you back to your, back to everything else that's around you. That chaver that escorted the Kohen Gadol back home, the Vedichavit says he was Kodesh Kodashim. Because he played such a crucial role for the Kohen, the Kohen had to be married. For the Kohen to be able to have his kid jump on his lap and not feel like he's, he's Mavatel's man. Which sometimes even happens to us. He, that, that, that chaver, that chaver, that friend, he brought the Kohen back into this world. And we have to be that for each other right now in this Shabbos because it isn't that simple. And Rav Cook will explain to us why. And I think it'll, it'll add up as to why the Slonimer could say this Shabbos is the holiest Shabbos of the year. So look at source number three. And this is a combination of Oros Achuva Perek Yudalid, I believe. I think it's the 14th chapter in, in, uh, in Oros Achuva, as well as a piece from Oros HaKodesh. I'm, I forgot to write the, the sourcing here, I'm sorry about that. Fukuk says like this, Lifamim, Al liot mudbak beruchaniyut Sometimes, when I put so much effort into trying to be davuk, cling, to a higher supernal spiritual state of being, mitromemim kol kochot hachayim aruchnim lemala be'olam hamachshava ha'eliona ve'aguf ne'ezav min haneshama. This is so powerful. We learned this. I don't expect anyone to remember this. We learned this about nine years ago, but this is a very important, important few words. What happens is all the kochos hachayim, all the the all the things that I use in, in this world, all the strength I have to be me, to be alive, it goes up with my spiritual ascent. And it goes up there to the world of Machshava Eliona. I'm up there, I'm with the Kohen Gadol, and it's all real, and it's all holy, and it's all good. But you know who got neglected? B'chavana, this is how the Torah said to him. Who, who got neglected? The goof. So the goof is completely powerless. The goof has no shmira. The body that's still part of us has no shmira. Validei zeh, of Cook says, hamidot haro'ot sholtot bo. And then what happens when the goof has no shmira? Because all the koach of chayim, all my vitality, all my life force, where did it go to? It went to a holy place, hopefully, but what got neglected is still, you know, adam yesodo me'afar, v'sofal afar, kehim basar v'adam, like my, 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 my body got neglected. That was the design. We didn't do anything wrong by doing that. It's part of the design. That's how Hashem wanted it. There's five inuim. There's five different afflictions a person has to go through on Yom Kippur. The, the shaila is, so how do I make shalom again with my goof? And also, Rav Kook is making us feel a little bit more sane. It feels normal for you to have a weird experience yesterday, let's say, for instance, with your stomach. It feels normal to have a headache. It feels normal to get agitated by things 
that you wouldn't normally get agitated by even more. If it is normal to be exhausted, all these things feel normal. Why? Because there was a complete neglect of anything that had to do with the shmira on the koach of my goof. So usually, my body is protected because the way I design my day is that I can eat, I can elevate it, I can eat holy, I can eat kosher, I can eat healthy, I can say brachas over something physical. So my goof is protected. I have all these brachas during the day that protect my goof. But I know in Kippur, I don't have that at all. So Rav Kook says, all year long, there's a shmira over my body. One day a year, there's no shmira over your body. The midot ra'ot matchilot lishlot bo. So the bad midot, the bad traits, start to attack your body at a certain point. You want to say something, Ellie? And Hashem says, go down. Aha. Ah, that's interesting. Chazak, chazak mod. Ela, second paragraph. Shehitronu hazohi zmanit. As much as we would love to say, I want to live in a state of Yom Kippur, it's temporary. It's zmani. It's temporary. Ve'acharkach, Rav Kook says, Kshehistaklu taruchanit ha'elyona nigmeret. Emes Manedar Haya Kohengado, the focus on the word Betseto. Okay, you're out. Nigmeret, this Shashem Ulokim is Nigmar. It's okay, Chazal and their infinite Rahmanes Anas made such a big Indian of running to use our bodies to do mitzvahs. Motzah Yom Kippur. That's really what the whole Indian is. As the Mishnah Brewer brings, as the Shokhanar brings down. <coughs> But it's still temporary, this place of... I don't have to... Listen, I obviously don't have the words because each of you experienced it in your own way. But standing before Hashem. Just standing before Hashem. Lifnei Hashem titaru. But it's temporary. A regime who stays from it. But that's, that, that, that ma'amad is temporary. When that way of looking at the world just through spirituality finishes, and the koyach of life goes back to the way it normally is, neshama comes back to the body and says, what happened to you? <laughs> right? I, you know what this reminds me of? Reb Shlomo said that when his first daughter was born, he remembers one hargasha of the lev more than any other hargasha. He said it was clear to him that he will never be able to do an avera again in his life. That's all he remembered the moment he became a father. And he said, and the greatest shever was the moment that he realized that he did, right? So it's like, I mean, Be'ez HaShem, those of you that, that still... Uh, we'll, we'll become Abbas you should have healthy children those of us that have been privileged to be Abbas we should, have, we should be healthy Abbas <laughs> and with healthy children remember that moment remember that first moment it was, it was Baru Lanu that we're, 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 we're Mashiach we're going to become Mashiach for this kid we're each going to be the Kohen Gadol life now is in a state of Kodesh Kodashim the first few days first few weeks I still remember the first scratch Tiferet got when she was three and a half months old. I remember where I was, 
what I was feeling. It was on a piece of fence outside Moshav Yonatan, Cholom El Pesach, and Arya Brahma was right behind me, and Mordechai Zerah was in front of me. Remember these things, right? All these Nikudot, right? But as holy as they are, as long as we're in a body, Zezmani, these are temporary things. And then when the Neshama comes back to the body, after having these high moments, it says, what happened to you? And the body's saying, you left me. What do you expect? What do you expect happened? What do you expect happened? I should be able to just stay all good and clean down here when you check out? I'm happy you had a good time. What about me? <laughs> The truth is, I, I can't, I can't imagine it. I'm like thinking about your words as you're saying it. I don't have, I can't imagine it at all. Alavai, I could imagine that for one split second. Alavai, alavai. I'm no, no. I'm what you're saying is one gazillion percent true. But I'm just responding to your words. Can I imagine it? No. I can imagine it maybe just based on the first few seconds that I was a father, right? And but after that, it's. You know, and I and, and and Rav Cook is saying, you're not supposed to live in that state of imagining it because you wouldn't be able to do anything down here, and you would just judge everyone, and you would judge yourself, and then you're toast, you're, you're toast, you killed your year, you're done. So Rav Cook says there's a game here, and we have to figure out how to play this game properly, and this is where this Shabbos meets us, of this Neshama and Guf coming back, forgiving each other. And, and not just forgiving each other, realizing we could mesh, we could shtim now so much better after the Gilui of Yom Kippur. We could shtim. It could, it could come together so much better. Yes. Why am I so happy? Why am I so happy? Because every... Okay, I'm not going to embarrass you. Go. Go. Go, go. Because every time after Shir, if David tells me these like... Pfft. In Hebrew we say bombs to the eyebrows. That means... Anyone ever hear that? That, that terminology? No? Or am I just very old? Ptsatsot <laughs> lagabot. No, it's, a, it's Israeli slang. Because you give me these Torahs afterwards, and I'm like, it's so great that you share it with me. But it's like, yalla, no? So, okay. Yom Kippur is on the 10th. It's good. It's a supernatural highest level. Whereas the MA is the 15th day of Sukkot, which the two legs are grounded on the earth. No. Of Yud and the Hay together. Chazak Mond. So the Rav Kook ends the second paragraph and says, "Umatchila milchama pnimit gedola umesukenet meod." An inner war starts raging inside, and friends, it's a dangerous war inside. It's a dangerous war. Ubishvil kach tzricha hatshuva im chefetz ziku hamidot. Therefore, tshuva, together with a desire to refine, to purify my midot, to come before flying up again. We're going to be flying again, sukkahs, halal, oshanas, the whole thing, right? But now, these days are like, wait a second, I'm going to go up again, I'm going to go into the Ananiya cover, I'm going to go into a sukkah, I'm going to be inviting Avram Avinu and the Baal Shem Tov the first night to my sukkah, right? So therefore, I need this time around 
when I go in again, hey, this time I'm going in now with an understanding that my body, and it's an interesting thing, that my body physically has to go into something in order to be part of the mitzvah. Huh? Fully. It's like a mikvah again. So, Rav Kook continues, V'az machshirim eze maga ben aguf ela neshama gam behitaluta el yonah. And now you know what you have? You have shalom. You have shalom. You have kashrus. You have a kosher. You have a kosher. Uh, uh, like I keep on saying the word shtem, even though you, it's not just a WhatsApp name of a group. It's teshtem. Do you remember what you thought it was? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shitum. <laughs> no, shtem. It, 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 it molds, it meshes, it, it, it dances together. It jives. It jives. It jives. So Rav Kook continues, the second bottom paragraph. Hatshuva mechol ha'alichot ha'maasiyot shela. Tshuva, in all of its practical ways of affecting us and living in this world. Im ha'ruach ha'klalit. With the general spirit, ha'sholetet bi'ikara, bayamim ha'miyuchadim le'tshuva, im godel ha'toelet shela lezakechet ha'nefashot. So this general sense of what tshuva brings to the table with this amazing advantage and this benefit it gives us to purify ourselves. Le'aden et haruach. This is important words. You know what le'aden is? Adinut. Yeah. Gentle. Adina. Yeah. To soften. Adin. Adin. Le'aden et haruach, to soften the spirit. We have, usually we think holiness is like, Oh, Hashem Elokim. Can you imagine going to Shon Yom Kippur and it's like, the Chazan says, Shema Yisrael. You'd run out of there, right? Hashem Elokim. No, it's Hashem, right? But the tshuva that comes after that is figuring out a way to hear that Shema Yisrael, Baruch Shem, Hashem Elokim with a softening of spirit that makes, that makes it possible to live in a body. Ki'ur means ugly, mechoar. And to purify actions from their ugliness. It's, it should be a gimel over there. Sofeget ima eze even the most heroic figure that is amazing on the battlefield, coming back home after the battlefield, even for the greatest hero, is a chokhmah and a struggle that everyone goes through. Everyone goes through. You know, when, when our wives are home all day long with the little kids, whether it's Roshani Yom Kippur, whatever it is. And there was one wife came up to me many years ago. We were still by, Danny, by, by, by Ellie. And she said to me, she needs to do tshuva after, it was after Yom Kippur. She needs to do tshuva. I said, why? I said, because when her husband came home looking like a malach after Neila, she wanted to throw a chair at his face. And that smirk that he came home with, was, was when he saw her face, it was over. And she wanted to do tshuva over this, between Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur and Sukkot. It's a real thing. It's a real Indian. It is. It's a real Indian. 
But he's saying, forget now a Nezer Kenegdo having to deal with that. Even us, even if it was just us, even if the whole family, your kids are older, the whole family's in shul, you're all dancing together. You know, men on men's side, women's on women's side, everyone's dancing, holding hands, everyone's flying, and it's all beautiful. <laughs> even as a family to come back home, to, to, even that, he says, even the biggest gibor, the biggest hero, can't avoid dealing with this, with this tension. Who is Rev Cook probably speaking about? He would never say this. Yeah. He would never say such a thing, ever. But of course he's even saying, listen, it, it, it's by everybody. No one, Therefore, the bottom paragraph. I'm not going to translate word for word because it, it wouldn't even make sense in English. I'm going to give you a general translation afterwards. This is Rav Cook's very famous analogy of tshuva to chemotherapy. How so? Rav Cook writes this in a number of places, and we've learned this before. What does chemo do? What does it kill? Everything. Bezrat Hashem. Meaning, Bezrat Hashem, it gets rid of. Yeah, and the good, we somehow have to nurture again back to life. Nachon. And that's what Rav Kook is saying. He's saying, tshuva, when it's real, when it's real, what's going to happen to you, especially those taivas that were ish taivas, that you, Bezrat Hashem, like worked through during Elul, the ish taivas, without getting into it too much, those fire passions, fire lusts, when you go through it, and it's for real, Be'ez HaShem, you put the fire out of the bad, but after Yom Kippur, hopefully through the Semcha of Sukkot, I have to retrain myself now how to do the fire that's holy. How to do the holy fire again. And that's what happens, he says, a natural thing of coming out of Yom Kippur, coming out of 40 days of tshuva, is that you're going to be a little bit chalash. Yeah, you're naki, you're cleaner, but you're also kind of weaker in a certain sense. Because you had to put things out. You had to put things away. Huh? What does that mean? Radiation. Hazrama electric. That means electric. Uh, right? It was able to exile out, to kick out the eres, the poison, right? From the machla. But it also weakened, vita- like just the life force, right? Alken. So therefore, when we come back into the world, Hashem gave us a lot of physical mitzvahs, such a chesed. We come back in days of Simchas Kodesh, joy of the heart, joy of the, of the soul, lekomem, and this is an important word, lekomem et atov. Before Rav Kook used the word lekametz, kmitza. It doesn't really mean kmitza like we do by the Quran, but kmitza, leit kavetz means to shrink, which is what happened to us during a holy purification. But now it's time lekomem. 
Arachamanu yakim lanu. Lekomem means to re-erect. To get up again. Yikomemiut le'aretzeinu. Lekomem et haratzon atov. I want good. I want, like, after Yom Kippur, I'm like, shh, enot melvato, enot melvato. I want good. I'm very weak, but I want good. And through these days of going into Sukkot, I want good. I want good. I want good. I want good. Hoishana. That's the, that's, the, that's the elevator back up. That's why Hoshana Rabbah. Until I get to Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana lemancha. That's the resurrection. That's the re-erecting of this, what Rav Kuk calls Ratzon. Basic. Just basic what I want in this world. Ve'oz hachaim. And the power of life at Tahor. The purifying power of life. As, and this doesn't. This is amazing. This is like how really how Chassidim held on to Hoshana Rabba being really the Chassima. Some extent to Chanukah, I know, but really Hoshana Rabba. Really on Hoshana Rabba, we say the Seitiv Lanu Chassima that the Chatima should be good for us. As then, what's then when I'm able to be back with strength, right? Besimcha Tia Tshuva Shlema. Then the tshuva, then it's the full circle. But therefore, that's why right now, what's this Shabbos? What's the holiness of this Shabbos? The holiness of this Shabbos is reintroducing me to Tavshin Pegimo. That's the truth. It's this Shabbos that I'm, re- I'm really introduced finally to the chidush of the Bria, to what this year is going to be like. And what I'm going to look like as an Hashama that's in a body, it's, I get reintroduced to it this Shabbos. This is when I come back into it. This is when I see, wow, it's true. Tola Eretz Oblima, Chai Vekayim Nora Maram Vekodesh. All the words of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, all the words definitely of Yom Kippur come back in the Shabbos. And I see, like, who, I, I basically I'm like, oh. So it's going to be kind of like this. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You understand? I'm not, not, not literally that you have to start davening louder, but inside inside this rhythm is coming back to life. And therefore, Rav Kook says, treat yourselves with utmost compassion during these days. These days are mamash, have to be extra compassion, klape kulam, mainly towards us. Because of this, like we said, this attempt to re-meet, I don't like to say two parts of us, but for the sake of this Torah, I will say that. Two different parts of us. And then, Be'ezer Hashem will get to the end of, of, of Sukkot. And then Rav Kook says, the true will be shleima, which means that figuring out how to live now is part of tshuva. I'm not done with tshuva. It's not that I, Yom Kippur came and now I'm clean. I'm clean from things. But tshuva is much more than just being clean from averas. Tshuva is a way of living. Tshuva is a whole way of life. Remember Rav Kook writes in the, in the Akdama for Oras HaTshuva? He says... He says, then everyone has spoken about it so much. They've, they've meant the Nevi'im, Hashem, Navi, they've mentioned it and we see it throughout the Torah. And yet it feels that no one has even begun to speak about it yet. And he says, I'm so freaked out to even be someone that's going to start talking about this. But on the other hand, I cannot pater myself. I can't exempt myself from speaking about the bigger picture of tshuva. So I know, maybe some of us are like, I'm done with that word, Yom Kippur is over. That's if you think tshuva is about just not doing avayas anymore. Tshuva is a tshuva is a rhythm. Tshuva is a rhythm. That's what it is. It's getting into the rhythm. A, a good friend of mine, Cliff. Many of you remember him, Clifford. 
Dr. Clifford Bachner once told me, he says, you know how to play guitar, you should know how to do tshuva. I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, you know. Remember what it, felt, remember how, remember what it was like to figure out how to... By the way, you know why accordion is called accordion? Because of the word coordination. Because you have to coordinate these two different aspects of yourself. So guitar, like I say this about drummers, like I don't know how they coordinate between the rhythm of their feet and, to, right, and each hand. I don't know how they do that. But then they look at a guitarist and like, I don't understand how they take, you know, two hands that do com- two completely different avoidas. Right? Ten fingers, two completely different avoidas, right? So we're looking at ourselves, we're like, wait a second, I don't understand how in the world, like the goof and the neshama are supposed to be doing a coordination, a coordinatia. That's what Hashem has in store for us. So he said to me, so you should know how to do tshuva. Because he said, he said why? He said, because remember the feeling when you figured out how to do them both together? And I said to him, no. He said, <laughs> he said well, that's a shame. <laughs> if you would have... You'd know how to be a Baal right? More or less. But it's about remembering, it's about remembering how to do this. It's about remembering now. So right now we're all becoming Gdolim right now and learning an instrument. That's really what it is. Like this man right now is, 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 is we're all Kalim, polished out of the shop. Amish, brand new. A Yamaha, whatever you want to call it. And now it's figuring out the rhythm of how these two hands, or in the case of a drummer, the feet, whatever it is, it's all pumping together, but you need, and every, every musician knows this, you need, you need patience. There was a movie that came out a number of years ago about a guy that lost his mind by trying to become the greatest drummer in the world. I saw it on the plane. I forgot what it's called. Huh? You know, I, I, don't, I don't remember. It's a, oh, he went, he, he, went, he, went, he, went, he went crazy. This is, that's what Cook says. Don't, don't get crazy trying to learn this instrument. Don't get crazy. You'll figure it out. Trust in, the, trust in what happened in Yom Kippur. Take in the Simcha of Sukkot. Le'aden et ruach Soften. Gentle. Adinut. Adinut. Le'aden et ruach And we should be zolche, all of us, to, this, to the, take advantage of what the Sloan Rebbe calls the holiest Shabbos of the year. All right. Thank you so much.